This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine. Only on the BetQL Network. That's right. It is the BetQL Network. The show is called Tapped Out. We appreciate you joining us this Saturday afternoon, wherever you're at. With Brendan Tobin, I am Sean Levine. And we got a couple of guests lined up here in the next couple of hours. Andrew Gombas joins us coming up next from CBS. And then half of tonight's main event for UFC San Diego, it is Cheeto Vera. Marlon Cheeto Vera is going to join us coming up here in just a little while. He takes on Dominic Cruz in tonight's main event. With that, let me welcome on my partner, Brendan Tobin. Let's go ahead and start there. Stay classy, San Diego. The UFC comes to your city tonight, and your own Dominic Cruz comes in as a plus 200 underdog taking on Cheeto Vera. It feels like this is the fight for Marlon Vera, Brendan, where if he wins this one, not only might he fight for a title next, but he's going to get the respect that he's long tried to get. Yeah, it, it's a fascinating thing. Like, he's a guy who's been in the UFC for a long time since he's been, like, 21, and it's almost a... Uh almost like Charles Oliveira-esque where it's like he's starting to get the the praise now you know he's taking out some names obviously that Sean O'Malley that that fight definitely put a lot of people put him on notice with people but you know the wins over Frankie Edgar um, like it, the, the front kick and all that type of stuff it's it, it's become a, a really really great rise for him and then you have a guy like Dominic Cruz who is um, you know probably the best guy who's ever done it in this division you know has been plagued by injuries over his career but is looking for one last run, and it's a very, very interesting of styles between these two. Do you think he's still the dominant Cruz from a few years ago? When I say a few years ago, let me think. It's been like four or five years since he was the dominant champion. Now, to be fair, that's back when he was healthy. A lot of people think that when he lost to Cody Garbrandt that night, he hasn't been the same dominant Cruz since. But to be fair, the last couple of calendar years, he's looked pretty damn good. Yeah, he has looked good and definitely has been probably uh, at at some of the healthiest he's been in his career, which has to be great for him. I mean, I think definitely uh, people have probably known him more for his broadcasting than they have for his fighting, but he is one of the most unique movement guys in the octagon. He's very, very tough to figure out. He's a smart, savvy fighter, and he's going in there against a guy who is definitely, you know, showing something new every time he goes out there. He looks in phenomenal shape, Cheeto Vera, going into this fight, but... You know, I don't think Dominic Cruz, I don't think we look at him and say this guy's washed. I think he definitely has something left and in a very, very, very deep division. Um, and I think that if Dominic wasn't in such a deep division, maybe he'd be back up top in some other weight classes. But he just happens to be in a place where there's a lot, a lot of guys who are staking claim to that title. You're not kidding. Dominic Cruz right now, ranked number eight in this division. You still got Rob Font and Marab and Cheeto Vera, Corey Sandhagen, Jose Aldo. 
Dillashaw, Jan, and then, of course, the champion, Aljo, all ahead of him. So a lot of people think that if it's not the best right now, as far as divisions go in the entire UFC, it might be the deepest. Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine trying to make some money tonight with you for UFC San Diego. You're right about that Dominic Cruz footwork, bro. Can I say it's orgasmic? I mean, I can watch wow. that all night long. It is, bro. Dude, like, that doesn't get you. you. Don't lie. Don't lie. It doesn't get you just a little bit excited. Doesn't get you going I don't know. just a little I mean, bit. We could call it like four plays, Mick. I don't know if I'd uh, go all the way for it, but you know, it's a nice, uh, it's tempting. I'll give you that. Like, you know, a little, oh, little all tease, the way, wrong all with that. Long with Dominic wow. Cruz, footwork, bro. It is a beautiful right. thing. So is the co-main event because it's got my guy from Kansas City, David Onama, coming in against Nate Landwer. Now, if you want to make some money, you might have to put it on old Nate because he's coming in at plus 250. I think that's pretty good odds. Onama, I was telling Jake, our producer before the show, this time last year, I was watching him fight in a regional fight in my backyard here in Kansas City. All of a sudden, he's co-maining UFC San Diego tonight as a minus 300 BT. I always love when that happens. That's always cool. It's kind of like you get into a hipster band early when you get to go see somebody on the regional scene and they, they rise all the way to the top. So that's a, that's a really cool thing for you to, to see somebody like that. Uh, when nobody knows who they are yet. I mean, I know that uh, that happened with me with uh, with Jake's guy, Sean Brady. Like, I remember seeing him at the Hard Rock fighting uh, randomly on, and on. I think it was even like a Wednesday night or something like that. And you got, you see these guys and you see the journey. And Onama's, listen, he's been steamrolling right now. He's doing the quick turnaround thing. Um, so, you, you know, when, you, when you're seeing this and the guy's kind of riding that hot momentum, that's always an encouraging thing to see. I love the analogy. I once saw Imagine Dragons at a bar that had like 250 people max. I walk in and they're like, yeah, this band called Imagine Dragons is playing. And I thought it was going to be silly and I really enjoyed myself. And the next thing I know, they're playing like the Super Bowl halftime show and the Grammys and all these different things. So you're right. It's cool when you kind of see the show before it gets to town. One of the fights that I've got my eye on tonight, Bruno Silva taking on Gerald Mearshart. Mearshart, you can get some good money on GM3 at plus 240. Bruno Silva right now at about a minus 285. This is one of those fights where I don't know exactly how it's going to finish, but I can pretty much tell you it is going to finish. I don't see this one going the distance. Yeah, I mean, like, I think that, that Bruno's definitely a dangerous guy here. Does this tickle your fancy at all? Like, he's lost of his five uh, of his losses. Bruno, seven losses, five of them by submission. That's kind of Mearshart's bag. Like, do you – I mean, some of them – they were very early in his career. I give you that. Like, he hasn't gotten caught in a while. But uh, right now, you can get uh, Mearshart by submission plus 500 on the night as well. But he's – I think that's, a, you know, an interesting matchup for sure. That's super tasty because that's his only path to victory, in my opinion, right? Like, I don't see it going the cards and Mearshart winning. I think that if it goes into the deep water, that's Bruno Silva's advantage. I don't think that Mearshart can necessarily knock that big boy out. But can he choke him out? Absolutely. You're going to give me 5-1 to one on Mearshart by submission? I'm all over that one. One of the fights that you were saying you had your eye on, BT, Devin Clark versus, here we go, Merzakhanov. Which way are you leading in that one? Well, I, I think this is this is one of the way I'm looking at, at Devin Clark as a live dog. You know, like he is a, he's a guy who can go and he can get the decision. You know, definitely uh, Merzakhanov is has been impressive. He had the flying knee recently on his last win. Looked good on the, the Contender Series. But, like, you know, Clark is savvy. Got a badass tattoo, too. It's like a – I don't know if it's like a stag or like a bear. It's like some kind of woodland creature with giant horns. I always respect that. I think if a guy has a tattoo like that, I'm going to be like, you know what? 
I'm going to look into this. And I think for him, he's had a lot of tough competition. You know, he's had some tough losses, but they've been in the likes of like Anthony Smith and Kutalaba and Rockets. So he's only losing to like the best of the best now. You know, maybe Azamat turns out to be that and he's on his rise there. But I don't know. I'm looking at Devin Clark and seeing, you know, maybe throw him in with something tonight. Listen to this guy's pronunciations. Just running me through the ringer. That's impressive. Brendan Tobin, Sean Levine, Jake Noerker tapped out here on the BetQL network. And the ladies go at it tonight, too. Cynthia Calvillo comes in as a huge favorite, almost 2-1, to one, minus 190, against Nina Nunez at plus 160. Which way you're leaning in that one? I'm biased here because Nina's coached by my boy, Dia Davis. So I'm, 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 I, I got some bias there for sure, but I like her as a dog tonight. Like Kavia has not looked fantastic. She's coming up a weight class uh, with Nina. I was talking a little bit about this with Jake earlier in the week. I wonder if there is that settling down in life a little bit more. Like we saw that with her wife, Amanda Nunez. Like we saw that, you know, there were definitely a lot of distractions and things going on with, with them personally, not, not their relationship, but just like they're having a baby. There's a lot more responsibility lot in life. A lot of stuff. And we saw that Amanda was able to kind of hone in and gear in and look fantastic. Um, the only thing I think with Nina that you have to worry about, this fight was supposed to happen already, and then she got sick. So has she all the way physically recovered from that? But I think as a, I think as a, uh, as a dog tonight with the value there, um, veteran, you know, she has the one thing that's interesting with her, she has not left ATT like her, like Amanda has. Like she's still, I didn't know that this week. I was like, I was figuring they both kind of are doing their own thing in Sunrise. But no, she's sticking around with ATT, which I think is always valuable because they have an incredible stable of women there to train with. So um, I like Nina tonight, man. I think it's a dog. I'm, uh, I'm definitely biased in that. So you guys can, you know, take that with it. But I think from the things that I'm seeing around it, I do like her. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply awkward you're telling me that they're married and that amanda nunez who's fought her entire career down there left started trading in her own garage and her wife Pretty still much. trains there yeah yeah well i mean like i think that, <laughs> i think the thing is that like i don't think it's awkward for nina because nina's not like knocking on the door of a championship i think what made it awkward for sure. amanda is just like all these killers are coming for me everybody's like so into kayla harrison over there and I think that's kind of what goes on there. Look, there's a, a TZ is a fascinating place because 
it's it's got a, an incredible roster of talent but what do you do when you have the situation of everybody's kind of going for the same stuff so they had we saw this with Jorge Masvidal and, and Colby Covington Colby was like there since a kid and then eventually like everybody's kind of going for the same things and it kind of ruins relationships and people don't like the things that Colby says in an interview they don't like how Masvidal acts or you know, so I think that's probably what it is, is like, you know, nobody's got the bullseye on Nina right now like they do on Amanda. So I think that's why she probably bounced more than anything. It just was awkward for her. Well, those big gyms, man, like it's tough, especially when everybody's at the top and then they're basically going for the same thing and they're literally training together. I know ATT, it's like a huge place, but in general, if they're all down there, it could get a little bit uh busy if you will that's why i kind of like what trevor whitman does with his pupils where it's basically just rose and gaichi and usman and then obviously you got to throw in some sparring partners and stuff like that but being able maybe to focus on the smaller champions you know if you've got the, the great ones like he does it seems like there's as much success these days when there's you know singular focus or just a few opposed to the huge gyms but obviously there's more than one way to get to the top um Speaking of Amanda Nunes, the UFC will be returning to Rio officially back to Brazil. They go January 2023. Are there any must call must haves that you can think of on that card? Obviously, you think of Jose Aldo. Be nice since he's probably doesn't have a ton of gas left in the tank to get him back down to Rio. Anybody else that you need to see fight on that card? You know, it's funny. The first thing that I thought of when I saw this was like, uh, I can't believe they're not going to have Oliveira there because I, and I know what they're doing. Like they're having Islam over there and they're doing it in Abu Dhabi. So I get that they got to play to every fan base, but you know, Oliveira being on the run that he's on and they're kind of seeing this. I just feel like that would have been the go-to move. It's only a few months separating from them. Um, you know, so I don't know. Is that it? Are they doing Davidson versus, uh, versus Moreno four there? I don't know if that like timeline would match up with their, uh, with the injuries for Davidson, but yeah, I feel like that's any of those champions who can either defend or fight for. I feel like that's the way to go. Amanda definitely would be another great one too. If uh, the one thing that was interesting with her, uh, by the way, Nina said this this week is that Nina says that she does want the Valentina Shevchenko trilogy. So people shut up. So I do like that. I like the fact that the wife is stepping up there and she's just like, Hey, Hey, we'll take that fight. Yo, what if they did that in Rio instead of having Amanda Juliana three, they just said, all right, Let's have her go up against Valentina again. Now, Valentina, I'm not sure how into the fight she really is right now, especially if you told her that you had to go down in real. But man, what a scene that would be! Oh, it would be incredible. That would be incredible. I don't. I feel, Valentina, I don't feel like would care because she speaks like nine languages. But, uh, but I feel like that. But anybody who goes there, it's a very hostile crowd. They haven't had it there in forever. Remember that was the last car that they were supposed to have before the pandemic was supposed to be in Brazil, and then whoop, the world changed. So, pretty crazy. You see when they take those fights outside the United States, particularly to the UK, the crowds are what I'm, what's the word I'm looking for? Better. They're just better. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they are. They're, they're better. They're more excited. It doesn't come there as often. So once it goes back down to Brazil coming up on January 2023, it's going to be an absolute scene. Before that, UFC announced coming up October 15th, the main event, Jared Cannonier versus Sean Strickland. Yeah, boy. What's your early lean on that one? Uh, I like Cannonier in that one. I think, uh, I think that, uh, Strickland's got a lot of, that's a vicious knockout that he has to come back from. Um, and certainly like with this whole kind of, you know, package and ordeal of like being the tough talker and all this, you know, realer than anybody in the, the UFC and things like that, that dude got that dude, you know, I haven't seen 
a knockout like that, that was like Usman versus Masvidal S. Like he got sent to the shadow realm with that punch. So, uh, and I feel like Cannoneer, he's probably looking at that as like, all right, this is tasty. I'm going to be in there with a guy who's going to be right in front of me. Definitely not as elusive as a guy like Israel Adesanya is. And Cannoneer still is still dangerous with those hands. And we know that he's going to keep on swinging. I mean, he did a lot of whiffing against Stylebender, but he uh, he tried to stay active pretty much throughout that entire thing. Just couldn't connect. I believe I've heard you say, my friend, once, twice, a million times. You were there when Masvidal got knocked out that night by Usman, right? Weren't you? That's what I heard. Okay. Uh, well, dude, we don't the need to sweat hear the story flew again. up there like a fireworks. Yeah, and no, it was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah we've heard. Um, Uriah Hall officially retired. How are you going to remember Uriah Hall, who, I mean, out the gates, just shot out of a cannon. Looked like he was going to be champion. And then the last two years, just not the same guy. He called quits earlier this week. I feel like I'm always going to just think of Uriah Hall in the realm. This is maybe unfair, but I feel like I'm always going to think of him as like untapped, I don't know if potential the right word, or just never reaching the hype. Because you remember him on like, he was one of those last guys on Ultimate Fighter where you're just like, oh my God, he's like putting people in the hospital. And Dana White's saying like, no, nobody wants to face the guy, you know? And then like, even ever since like Gasolum got him, like it just hasn't, it's, it's a fine career. Like, listen, he fought a long time and it was solid, but I don't think he ever got to the levels people probably thought he was when he first burst onto the scene. You're right. Hall, I mean, out the gates was an absolute animal, but you're right. Like never actually fighting for the title, a little bit disappointing. Um, PFL. We'll talk about the fight that happened earlier today on the other side, but did you see they offered Cyborg and Kayla Harrison a million bucks to fight each Love other? It. That'd be great. Could you actually see that happening? I don't understand why not. I don't know where, where right. Cyborg is going to make that kind of dough. Uh, she's going to boxing, but I, I don't know what the path there is for her. I definitely think that fight is a possibility. For the record, if I get offered a million dollars at any point to do anything, just give me the damn pen. I'm signing the contract. And I mean that, by the way. Coming up next from CBS, he's a betting analyst. He is Andrew Gombas, and he joins us here. You're locked in to the BetQL Network. 